This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com It's Tuesday morning. Good morning. It's the 24th day of October. In the year of our Lord 2023, and you're listening to Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel, Live Talk Radio, the way it should be. I am your humble host, Mike Parrot, here with you every single day at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Broadcasting from the heart of America, you can email me at RestoringTheFaithMedia at gmail.com. Today we're going to hear the deep thoughts of the Zoomer generation. Gen Z, compelling reasons against the military draft. Here we go. And you know why I know that? Because we're just going to say no. Like, how are they going to actually force us to get up and go to war? I understand it was like that in like the 1940s. What else is there to do? in 1940 besides shoot people. We have things to do nowadays. We have twerk, be bisexual, eat hot chip, lie. And we're also like really mentally ill. I have like six of these. What makes you think I'm qualified to have a gun? Like within 600 feet of anybody, including myself. And finally like guns are like so tacky. Like can you imagine just like pulling up with a gun? Like that is so embarrassing. Like, what is this, the revolutionary thing we're now? Like, let's just chat. Let's just talk. There's no, there's no need for all the like, like, no. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen, don't worry. Gen Z, giving, giving you all the compelling reasons for why they shouldn't be owning a weapon. <laughs> Number one, we're all mentally unfit. We're all medicated. Number two, guns are cringe. Can you imagine wielding one? Number three, I'm not safe. I don't trust myself with a weapon. Number four, we have things to do, like be bisexual (laughs) and eat healthy. They didn't have anything to do in the 1940s. The mindset here, I'm not going to spend a lot of time unpacking this because there's just not a lot going on. This is a shallow philosophy worldview. It requires almost no uh, response other than to say, to point out maybe what might not be so audience or, uh, obvious, but it's, it's hiding right underneath the surface for you. These people believe that the nature of man has changed. They believe that mankind has changed and evolved. They view themselves as more evolved than the barbarians from two generations ago. This is part of the Darwinian error. They do actually believe that they are a superior form of human beings, humanity, relative to those who came before. That's how they can justify despising their elders and those who came before and writing off the whole lifestyle of traditional humanity. Just writing that off, just... just, uh, Rejecting it outright. Even mocking it. 
because they believe that they are the new and improved form of human beings. Humanity is certainly evolving, um, and if you want any proof of that, just uh, leave a leave a less than impressive tip to your driver who's going to bring your groceries because she may not... Actually, if you don't tip her well enough, this might happen. Uh, you can see how All much this, work it was and why I should be getting a tip because of how much work no, this was. No, you don't deserve yes, a tip. You do. certainly don't. Why do I not? You're when crushing the ramen noodles for I'm one. with the, yes, the ramen are. noodles are perfectly fine. No, I don't not. know what you're talking no, about. No, they're not. They're perfectly I just fine. I you crush them for They're one. not crushed. And why does it matter anyways? I'm you're taking it back to the store. They're not for you anymore. They're not for you anymore. I just told you why I should get a tip. I had to pack all of this in my car and I bring paid you for guys them. and unpa uh, unpack it. You did not pay me. You paid the serve. You paid the I paid delivery for this app. Food, okay. You paid the delivery you app. You did not pay me. Do you not understand stuff. that? No, I'm taking stuff. all of this back. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you guys can get your refund, and no. another delivery I mean, driver can deal with you guys. I'm not going to deal with. No, anymore. you're stealing. No, I'm not you stealing. stealing it. I'm taking it back. How do we know you're going to take it back to the store? How do we know you're going to take it back to the store? You'll get a receipt. Trust me. Trust me. I won't. Yeah, you will. Notice there's a guy in the background. He's holding the phone. He's the one recording. He's the one talking. How, how do we know you're going to take it back? <laughs> what, a, what a man. You're how much stealing. it was. You're stealing I don't, I'm not stealing it. I'm taking it back to the store. No, what you don't are. you understand? You are. You're going to go Clearly to jail. you're not understanding because I'm telling you right now, it's going back to the store. You guys can get your money back and you can no, hire another you driver. you can't just take things. Go ahead and drive another driver. No, you can't take Go things. ahead and drive. get another driver to um, You can't bring take things that don't to belong to you. You clearly don't understand how this to confirm the order. It's my property. Um, that doesn't or matter. Do you not understand what property is. your refund back? That doesn't matter. Property doesn't matter. Who's who owns the stuff? It doesn't matter. So that I don't have to deal with you guys. Anymore. No, you're gonna lose your job. No, and at this point, I'd rather lose my job than have to deal with you guys. At this point, so I'll you're just gonna give load all of it up. I'm gonna load it all you back up so and get you guys can get you guys returns. I, I feel like this is a waste of time. You're just wasting your time. That's I'd rather waste why... my time than deal with you guys at this point. I'd rather you guys deal with another. This is the principle because you didn't tip me enough, so I'm gonna spend half of my day returning these groceries to the grocery store because you didn't tip me enough clearly this woman is making a very high level uh economic calculation then you can see that they're gonna have an issue as well because we're not you're not tip. tipping then they're gonna you're gonna well, have i mean tipping well. is optional for a reason it's gonna if, become a cycle it's gonna keep if keep they happening. wanted it to be like mandatory why didn't they make this like i don't a thing? know i don't make the rules for these apps i just work I mean, for it why and don't you complain you to them and just tip. give us our food we yeah. do complain have you not been hearing about the strikes do you guys not and watch do the news a better job what do a better job i did a great job actually i delivered all this stuff to you i loaded it unloaded it and i got you got it here early so i'm confused how i didn't do a good job and why i don't deserve a tip that's how you show your appreciation. Well, clearly you don't deserve a tip. You're not even giving me my groceries. Well, no, I'm not because you guys didn't tip me. Like, what, what don't you understand? You don't deserve a tip. That's it's optional. Okay, I and don't just deserve... because it's optional doesn't right. give you the right right. to Right, you said I don't deserve groceries. a tip, so now I'm going to return it back and you no, have to your money back. you're literally taking my groceries. Yeah, I'm taking... This goes on and on and on and on. Um, we, <laughs> we live in a service economy. Uh, tipping, is, uh, tipping is not optional in the service economy. You must tip everybody. 
when you buy a cup of coffee, uh, you must tip the person who hands you the coffee. Why? Because the, the little screen asks you if you want to tip them or not. Don't you want to tip them? Don't you want to tip your person? What kind of... Aren't you a good person? You don't want to be called a bad person, do you? You don't want to be that nasty person, that guy who doesn't tip. You want to be known as the guy that doesn't tip, the lady behind the counter. The lady behind the counter expects you to tip. Oh, you want a black drip coffee? Okay, I'm going to take the cup. I'm going to hold it under the, th- the thermos. I'm going to release some hot black bean juice into the cup. And then I'm going to hand it to you. Where's my tip? What do you mean, where's my tip? I just provided you excellent customer service. You ordered something and I brought it to you. Yeah, I paid for that. This portion of Paratalk brought to you by the Epoch Times. Subscribe today. Watch their new docu-film, No Farmers, No Food. Will you eat the bugs? Subscribe today through the Crusade channel for $1 off. Actually, not no, not a dollar off. $1 total for your first month. That's $1 all in. You could take the dollar that you're not tipping the lady behind the counter and you can buy yourself a month of the Epoch Times by going to crusadechannel.com forward slash Epoch, E-P-O-C-H. I think I'm going to do that today. I think I'm going to not tip somebody and then take that dollar and get myself a month of the Epoch Times. And then... I'm going to use the Epoch Times as one of my source materials for this show. See, withholding a tip from somebody actually benefits humanity. Because all of us will win in that that scenario. (laughs) Well, the Illuminati planned on three world wars. They planned it all out in 1871. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but we're about to witness Act 3. And Act 3 in this three-act play is really rather gruesome. Words written in 1871, read in the looks-like 1970s, maybe 80s. Here you go. Predicted three world wars. The first world war, he said, must be brought about, and I'm quoting from Albert Pike. The First World War must be brought about in order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of the Tsars in Russia and of making that country a fortress of atheistic communism. The divergences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the British and German empires will be used to foment this war. He says, quote, the Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism must be, will be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. He's now thinking about this third world war and he says that it will uh, be caused by the differences between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam the Muslim Arabic world and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. That's what it says. 
Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. Wow. Wow. Illuminati's plan by Albert Pike. Now, do we actually think that the word Nazism was around in 1871? I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, I always want to believe these types of conspiracy videos, but then I'm like, well, I'm not sure that atheistic communism was a, uh, was a phrase in 1871. It probably was. Atheistic communism was just becoming a phrase in the 1870s. Contemporaries with Karl Marx would have been writing those things. Our Lord himself appeared to Sister Mary of St. Peter in the 1870s, condemning communism. So, all right, I guess communism was a phrase. It was a word in the 1870s. By the way, we were given a devotion in the Catholic Church to defeat communism. It's called the devotion to the holy face. Devotion to the holy face of Jesus will cause the enemies of Christ to scatter like little fish. You know how you know how like when you put your leg I'm gonna pull a I'm gonna pull a Joe Biden here. I but I used to put my leg in the pool with the white hair and the hair would go up and that's how I know. You know when you put your leg in a pond and then the fish all scatter? It's it's kinda like that. When we pray this extremely martial prayer given to us by our Lord, arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered. And let all that hate thee flee from before thy face. There's a whole chaplet, a holy face chaplet associated with the prayer, including the golden arrow prayer. Father Carney, friend of the show, friend of uh, the, the, the station, actually, friend of the King Dudes, friend of the Crusade Channel, friend of mine. He's one of the apostles of the holy face. So, yes, I suppose atheistic communism was a word in the 1870s. Was Zionism a word in the 1870s? I'm not sure. Was fascism a word in the 1870s? I doubt it. Was Nazism a word in the 1870s? I doubt it. Nevertheless, it is interesting that even as far back as whenever this was recorded, and this recording looks to be about in the 1970s, it's 1970s era quality audio and video where the man is predicting a third world war in the Middle East over the Middle East issue where all nations will become thoroughly exhausted where we let the muzzies and the Zionists battle it out and mutually destroy each other. I don't actually mind the idea of letting them duke it out to be honest they're both wrong it's, it's, they, they both have erroneous opinions and erroneous religions and erroneous worldviews and erroneous political systems and er I mean there's nothing redeeming about any of it do I prefer that they all be converted before they die yeah I do we should be trying to convert the Muzzies and the Jews we should be But should we be committing American lives to preventing them from killing each other? Look, if they need to sort their issues out with a little bit of violence, 
Who are we to judge? Why are we the only nation on planet Earth who has the exclusive right to commit violence somewhere on the planet? You ever wondered about that? We're supposed to stop every single war around the world, but we can commit war whenever we want to. We're supposed to prevent people from bombing each other, but we drop bombs on people whenever we want to. You know, I'm probably not the only person to notice this. I may be one of the only Americans to notice this, but when you go around the world, you'll be surprised at the fact that other people notice this exact same thing, too. They're like, you Americans want to control everything. And you want to stop people from duking it out, but you're willing to duke it out. You're willing to go to the mat whenever you feel like it. Going back to this Albert Pike thing and the Illuminati plan. uh, Do we not think that the Illuminatis have had a plan for the last 100, 200 years, 300 years, 400 years? I don't know. It seems plausible. People are like, well, you know, how can you have a conspiracy that lasts that long? It doesn't have to be perfect. People don't have to be perfectly in alignment with the conspiracy in order to breathe the same air, conspirare. As long as you're rowing in the same direction, as long as everybody is sort of moving towards the Albert Pike version of reality, then the conspiracy is in play. In other words, you don't have to conscript a million people into a conspiracy. It's unlikely that a million people can keep a secret. It's unlikely that a million humans can keep something under wraps. But 10 or 15 people could keep it under wraps. And by the way, a million people all rowing in the generally same direction for various reasons, not even knowing that they're part of the conspiracy. How about a billion people? All going in the same direction, all going in the correct direction, fulfilling the conspiracy unwittingly, unknowingly. That seems plausible. That seems achievable. If you can control people and deceive them and push them in that direction. Remember the documents from the Boeing Corporation that I read you two weeks ago about the government's secret war on us and secret desire to control us, to control all of us through schools, through money, through media, through corruption. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And so here we have the Illuminati. We have the Illuminati telling us that the final war, the Third World War, the third act in this gruesome play is going to play out in the Mideast. I don't know. I could see it. Things aren't exactly calming down over there. The U.S. right now is urging a, uh, a delay in the ground invasion of the Gaza Strip. Uh, Iran is getting more and more involved. 
Netanyahu is, um, well, he's making threats to Iran. Netanyahu's own military leaders are pretty ticked off at this delay of the invasion in Gaza. Western allies in the EU are now pushing for a ceasefire. But that's not going to happen. He's not going to listen to Western allies in the EU. He's going to listen to Western allies in the United States. And we're not pushing for a ceasefire. We're pushing for an invasion. We're just saying, hey, hold off for five seconds. We need to, uh, you know, extract some people and do some things. And then you can invade. All right. USA readies mass evacuation from the Mideast. The Biden administration is preparing for the possibility that hundreds of thousands of American citizens will require evacuation from the Middle East. If the bloodshed in Gaza cannot be contained, according to four officials familiar with the U.S. government's contingency planning. Specter of such an operation comes as Israeli forces, aided by U.S. weapons and military advisors, prepare for what is widely expected to be a perilous ground offensive against Hamas militants responsible for the stunning cross-border attack that has reignited hostilities. It is a stunning cross-border attack. You know this? It is a stunning cross-border attack, what we're witnessing. What happened? It's stunning that these backwards... Ah, la, 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 la. Hamas militants that these 8th century thugs have figured out how to smuggle a bunch of weapons into a strip. A strip which is defined by like walls and borders. It's a prison. You can't leave it. How did they get this? these weapons in? Into the most surveilled geography on planet Earth? It is stunning. How did how did they achieve that? The Iron Dome was just I don't know turned turned off. You can there's a there's a big plastic switch somewhere in some Israeli bunker underground in Tel Aviv. It's like a light switch, and the janitor on his way out accidentally turned the Iron Dome off when he cleaned up for the night. You weren't supposed to turn that light switch off, sir. That was a big mistake. That was a huge failure. The Iron Dome was turned off during this stunning cross-border attack. Everything about it was so stunning. The official speaking on the condition of anonymity to detail internal deliberations that Americans living in Israel and neighboring Lebanon are of particular concern, though they stress that an evacuation of that magnitude is considered a worst-case scenario and that other outcomes are seen as more likely. Still, one official said, it would be irresponsible not to have a plan for everything. Yes, yes. We'd, we would not want to have the embarrassing uh, spectacle of Americans standing on building tops during a botched evacuation. That would be reminiscent of 2020 and <laughs> 2021. The U.S. 
exit out of Afghanistan. We would definitely not to hearken back to, I don't know, just a couple years ago when the fake Catholic usurper in chief Joe Biden administration couldn't figure out how to get Americans and others out of Afghanistan properly. It was totally botched. And it was live streamed. And everybody on in, in the world who wanted to see it could see it. This is what it looks like when the Americans go home. This is what happens when you beat the United States of America, when you force them to, to retreat. They will leave their own people standing on buildings, waving wildly, wait for me, come get me, hello. It would be irresponsible not to have a plan for everything, says one unnamed, faceless, nameless government official. Yes, it would. It would, Mr. Faceless, Nameless Government Official. It would be irresponsible not to have a plan for everything. The administration, despite its forceful public support for Israel, is deeply alarmed by the prospect of escalation, and in recent days it has turned its attention in part to the complicated logistics of abruptly having to relocate a large number of people, including, according to three people familiar with the discussions. There were about 600,000 U.S. citizens in Israel and another 86,000 believed to be in Lebanon when Hamas attacked, according to State Department estimates. 600,000 U.S. citizens living in Israel? What are they doing there? Why do we have 600,000 U.S. citizens living in Israel? Just become Israeli citizens! The concern in Lebanon is chiefly over Hezbollah, a political party and militant group that along with allies, currently controls the largest number of parliamentary seats. It entered parliament in 1992. It has long accepted training and weapons from Iran, prompting concerns that it could attack Israel from the north, creating a two-front war that would stretch Israeli forces. Already there have been skirmishers along the shared border. This has become a real issue, one official said. The administration is very, very, very worried that this thing is going to get out of hand. I repeat, this administration is very, very, very worried that this thing is going to get out of hand. You don't want this thing getting out of hand, ladies and gentlemen. This is supposed to be a controlled, deliberate genocide nothing more nothing less i want the open air prison exterminated i want everybody all the palestinian christians and muslims who live in palestine who live in the gaza strip i want them all killed maimed i want their stuff taken we will dispossess them of their holdings their land their whatever that now belongs to israel we will have an orderly destruction of human life here, okay? We don't want this getting out of hand. The administration is very, very, very worried about that happening. Do you all understand what's at stake here? We need to eliminate the Palestinians, if they're Muslims or Christians or whatever. They're all Hamas at this point. We need to genocide 2 million people real fast. This will be good for the world. 
There are too many people on planet Earth anyway. This is the way forward, okay? Don't let it get out of hand. Don't let Iran suck us into a big war. We're not trying to get into a big war. We're just trying to snuff out a couple million people that we don't want anymore, okay? It's not a big deal. Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be when we come back. Prince Philip. Prince Philip imparts his knowledge on global populations. And somebody just got caught in a lie. She tried to lie on social media today, and I will, I don't know, hold her accountable. Don't go anywhere. Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be. We will be. Well, we'll be right back. Hey, I just met you. Heard you're a groomer. So here's your millstone. Good luck, loser. It's hard to look right when you're a pervert. So take your millstone. No kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean Down in the ocean Alongside that titan sub Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean Throw them in the ocean With that titanic sub Welcome back to the show. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. I'm your humble host, Mike Parrot. Broadcasting from the heart of America every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. In our last segment, we were talking about the elimination of inconvenient humans, which I am supposing that Prince Philip supports. Here he is saying basically that. What do you see as the biggest challenges in, in conservation? Yeah, the, the growing human population. Because if where we are, there's nothing else. And do you have views about what should be done about that? Can't you guess? Can't you guess? Hold on, let me play it again. What is the what is the biggest problem with co- with uh, 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 conservation? It's the growing human population. The growing human population. What should be done about that? Can't you guess? As he smirks, play it again. What do you see as the biggest challenges in, in conservation? Yeah, the, the growing human population. Because if where we are, there's nothing else. And do you have views about what should be done about that? Can't you guess? Do you have views about what should be done about that? Can't you guess? With a sinister, smirking smile. The growing human population is the biggest challenge to conservation. What should we do about it? Can't you guess? This is a man who, in 1988, in an interview with Dutch press agentur, said, quote, In the event that I am reincarnated, I would like to return as a deadly virus to contribute something to solving overpopulation. He also told People Magazine, quote, Human population growth is probably the single most serious long-term threat to survival. 
We're in for a major disaster. If it's not curbed, not just for the natural world, but for the human world, the more people there are, the more resources they'll consume, the more pollution they'll create, the more fighting they'll do. If it isn't controlled involunta- voluntarily, it will be controlled involuntarily by an increase in disease, starvation, and war. The more people, the more resources we're gonna need. The more I just feel. Have you seen that meme of the guy who's just drooling on himself that has no brain? That's Prince Philip. The, the more people there are, the more the, the more stuff they're going to need, and I just don't like that very much. Says the guy. who is the British monarch, or at least was married to her, says the guy who has lived a life of luxury, says the man who is the new world order. He is the new world order. Stand by one second. Hello. Trad Patrick joins the show. Good morning, Trad Patrick. How are you? Good morning. You know, I was just talking about Prince Philip. And it was a perfect time for you to call in. His He's saying basically that we have too many people. Listen to his response here when she says, well, do you have views about what we should do about that? What do you see as the biggest challenges in, in conservation? Yeah, the, the growing human population. Because if where we are, there's nothing else. And do you have views about what should be done about that? Can't you guess? Can't you guess? Can't you guess? Trad Patrick, can't you guess what my views are about eliminating these these bags of carbon? Well, let's see. The Anglo just loves to talk about how over tea and crumpets how to eliminate the human race. <laughs> um, they do. They're obsessed with it. It's 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 definitely a great talking point of this. You know what I love is I, I know everybody has like their their independent views of Elon Musk, but I think, I think Musk is, is secretly, secretly like a really like right wing anon just waiting to burst out. And he loves to come back and counter this and go, no, we need to have babies. Um, you know, the entire population of the earth could fit in the state of Texas, giving everybody, I think it's like 10 feet of space. I mean, that's how underpopulated the earth is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it, the lovely talking point of the global conspirators to say that we're overpopulated while they sit and have their martinis. Yeah. Oh, we're overpopulated. We must get rid of the dirty masses. I know. Uh, oh, oh, please serve me another expensive uh, apartif, if you could, please. Thank you. Uh, let us discuss the master plans. Uh, in, in eliminating global overpopulation, especially amongst the browns. The browns and the blacks, they simply must go. Well, they must go to their own countries in a lot of ways, yes. Um, but but they, they must them. go away. I mean, what we're talking about is elimination of population, Trad Patrick. We're not just talking about deportation. We're talking about extermination. 
Well, you see, it's the only way for the high pollutant to live in peace and <laughs> cleanliness. It is. It is. Oh, it is. Um, I'm, I'm in the final segment of the show here, Trad Patrick, and... Um, <laughs> And I, and I have to, I have to tell you, I, I don't think about uh, Nazi Niles wine box over at uh, Church Militant that much, okay? But she did pop back into the feed recently because somebody posted a video of her defending the gay lifestyle, the LGBTQRS lifestyle, under oath, and she responds. This uh, now she she went under oath against me a year ago. This audio is from. Her testimony against me. So I know that it's true. She's now one year later. She couldn't, she she never really dealt with this, this problem of hers. She tried to get the Marine Corps to suppress it. She tried to get the audio expunged. She raised holy hell uh, with, the, with the United States Marine Corps. I have evidence of that, of course. She tried to get everything expunged. Now, October 21st, 2023, she says, fake news from an account impersonating me. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Well, listen, babe, we didn't read this on the internet. We heard it on the internet. Number two, that's not a fake news from an account impersonating you. That's your actual voice. That's you under oath. Surprise? No, no. You you know, the, 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 uh, what I, what I've started to dub is the, narcissism right uh, of, of the modern world is it's rampant right so mm-hmm. it's like you look at people like that you look at people like Chad Dalton and others and you you have the same thing it's like oh I got I got caught saying something that wasn't really in mode for me so I must now deny it at every cause that's right um, and that's and that's the, you know, it's, it's e-narcissism, you know, it's, it's everybody, this is, this is where I'm at in my life is I've realized that everybody, like 99.999% of the internet, people that spend most of their lives on it are like the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, that's their, that's their, actually their, their goal in life, their, their ambition is to become a Kardashian. It's like, that's what they want. And it, and it doesn't matter what, what flavor that takes. It could take the flavor of being, you know, the, the, the trad Catholic uh, commentator or the, uh, you know, the, the base right wing commentator, go Israel. Um, you know, that's, you know, it's it's always it's always there. It's and, and she's she's just like the queen of it. She is. Um, she is. Always, always I, I, has been. Here she is. This is her actual voice. My name is Christine Niles. N i l e s. Uh, I live in Madison Heights, Michigan. And in that group chat that you joined, oh, she's talking about your group chat. I saw the most horrendous and scandalous content. Anti gay. Many many anti gay. Uh, I saw the most scandalous and horrendous content. Anti-gay. Many, 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 many anti-gay posts. Anti-gay posts, she says, are scandalous and horrendous. She said this. She said this under oath. She later would say in this same testimony, Trad Patrick, that I am not fit to wear the uniform of the United States Marine Corps because I'm not gay. 
I'm not gay enough for Christine Niles. She only surrounds herself with gays. Her best friends are gays. She is a fag hag. It is an actual thing. A fag hag is somebody who has a damaged relationship with their father or their ex-husband or whatever and doesn't want to be hurt by men anymore. So she surrounds herself with gay men who ostensibly can't hurt her because they're not sexually interested in her. I really didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a personality type with which I have become extremely familiar. I, I knew a lot of these hags in Los Angeles. You know, they're everywhere in Los Angeles. Uh, they're aspiring actresses and models and whatever else. Constantly surrounded by homos. Constantly feeling safe in the loving arms of the homo. Because, I mean, think about it. You can go shopping with the homo. You can get your nails done with the homo. You can get your hair done. You, you, you can try on clothes and ask the homo if the homo thinks you look cute. And you know that the homo is only thinking about himself. He's not thinking about you at all. And that is a, a woman who hates men, a feminist, a liar, a professional liar like her, or a Kardashian, an attention-seeking whore, will, will basically feel comfortable in the loving arms of the homo. And that's why she works with Michael Voris, who's a homo. That's why she defends... Scambria, uh, who's an apostate homo. That's why she's friends with Milo, who's a former homo. I mean, she, she has a type. She has a type. And that's why she went under oath and said, I'm not a homo, so I can't be in the Marine Corps. I mean, it is, it is 2023. I mean, she's right, you can't be, you're, not. <laughs> you're not you're not gay friendly in 2023 and so you can't yeah. no, i mean you've seen these guys you've seen these trannies in uniform this would be inconceivable when you were active duty when i was active duty this would be inconceivable trad pat that no, uh, guys that you would guys see when we were in used to guys when we were in used to like hang out pictures and you know granted we're catholics we, we're not supposed to like indulge or stuff but they would hang up you know pictures of like naked cheryl ladd or something like that and yes i'm dating myself but um you know they they would hang up pictures of, of naked women they would they would get uh tattoos of skulls and, and you know uh grim reapers and uh all that stuff and chew tobacco and you know, smoke cigars and get way too drunk and throw up in your boots. You know, that was, that was the military. And, and that was, that was a rite of passage for young men, which is a, a very big topic that I'm, I'm very passionate about is rite of passage for men. Mm -hmm. But nowadays you've got guys who are like wear the army uniform and then they turn around and then, you know, on a TikTok and all of a sudden they're dressed up as a dominatrix. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's like, this is, this is behavior the military is, is now accepting and not only accepting, like almost promoting. And it's like, okay, um, yeah, we're going to die. We're all going to die. The only thing that is going to shave America at this point is not the army, Navy, air force Marines. Okay. Or shall we say Revlon, Maybelline, Tampax, and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh What's the what's the, what's the what? Avon? Avon. What's what, doesn't I doesn't Taylor Swift have a line? You got to get you got to get her in there too. 
Oh, Taylor Swift is definitely going to start doing like uh, songs and uniforms for the military pretty soon. Yeah. Um, you're you're going to see it. It's going to be like the new the new uh, Space Force uniform by Taylor Swift. That's, that's, that's uh, very know. fitting of the Space Force. It is. Yeah. It is. And then people I, will be people will be shaking it off. They'll be able to shake it off, shake it off when they're wearing their Space Force uniform and then yeah. Oh, they're gonna sing they're gonna sing that song as they go into battle, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be a bunch of guys going, Shake it off, don't fight, <laughs> shake it off. <laughs> Don't make me smack you with my joke. Um, that's the that's the that's the armed forces in 2023, and I'm sure that Russia, who's watching us very closely, China watching us very closely, even Iran and North Korea, are, are I mean even are shaking in their boots. I mean, Iran, North Korea maybe scare me a little bit, but not really. China. Hey, most people in China are just so depressed. They'll just run into the bullet to die. Um, <laughs> Russia, Russia's got just as many problems as us. You know, you know, the, the truth is the only thing that's going to save America is the, the deplorables as, as uh, Hillary Clinton dubbed us. Right. It's, it's, it's the average. And really, what does that term mean? It's the average American male. That's mm-hmm. that's what she she hates, and they still exist. And, and the truth is, they exist in large numbers. Um, all you have to do is go and work in any blue collar industry or anything like that in the world today, especially in America, and you're going to find these guys. You're going to see these guys who are you know jacked. They they work out, they drink scotch, they smoke cigars, they you know again not condoning it, but they they chase tail. You know the whole nine yards. They're men. They, you know, they go out, they buy guns, they go shooting, they go hunting. She doesn't like that. She hates that. She hates masculinity. And you know what's funny is her, her, um, her work husband, Michael Vores, Gary the Fairy, uh, lifelong sodomite, probably wears diapers, definitely has HIV. Michael Vores goes around the country. Well, he used to until his HIV got too bad. Now he's in bad health. He's not traveling as much lately. But he would go and give conferences on how to be a man. How to be a masculine man. And he would tell you that you need to be blue collar and you should learn the trades and you should do all these. So he, in theory, the, the, the Gary the Fairy news reporter from New York City who, who, who still walks crooked from his life of being uh, uh, sodomized. In theory, he agrees with you. But these are, these are theoretical concepts for these two. And when when Nazi Niles infiltrated your chat room, Trad Patrick, uh, she was met with the most scandalous, scandalous behavior of people literally just telling jokes. People were telling jokes online, and you're not allowed to have a sense of humor in 2023. Anti-gay jokes? Are you kidding me? These people can't be in the services. They can't exist in society. They're making gay jokes. It's it's amazing how the world shifts, right? And we're looking at we're looking at the desert temper tantrum going on right now, right? Between Israel and, and the Israelis and the Muslims. And and you see that the world has what I call desert fatigue, right? Um, we 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 just don't care, right? So you got people picking sides. It's, I, I've said before, it's just stupid. I'm not going to pick either side because I, I, I hate them both. And I don't I say I hate them both in the sense that I hate them with like this venom or whatever, because nobody understands the word hate, right? I hate them both in the context that they're both trying to destroy the West. 
uh, one by infiltration and one by subversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so nobody, the West loses no matter who wins in these wars, right? Um, you know, there was a guy, there was a guy that goes, you know, it's put out there, the videos put out there to make you, you know, feel sympathetic to the plight of the poor refugee. Um, but the guy's crying and he's like, my home was bombed. Where am I going to go? I've got no place to go. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian in Gaza. And, and of course, because they, got, they throw the Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So that everybody goes, oh, no, he's a Christian. We got to take him in. And and the reality is, no, we don't. We need to stop taking him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, maybe we should just, like, as a nation, sit back and eat your popcorn and, like, you know, bet on who's going to bomb who next or whatever. And, you know, have a, you know, a betting pool on it, you know, okay. I bet they're going to bomb this building today. I got 20 to one odds on this. Um, and just not give them money, not do anything. Just let, let them go about it. Right. And it's the same, like everywhere. Look, we have our own problems here in America. Uh, you know, what's this new term? The new term, of course, is decolonization. Uh, we must decolonize from these evil white people. And, and people like that, you know, of course, all these, all these trads and everything like, you know, sitting on their podcast, and they're talking and they, you know, they'll never go into the fact that we, we live in a world where, where in the West, where we are pushing upon everybody cultures that are they're, they're, they're diametrically opposed to our cultures. You know, over the, the other day, um, some woman, you know, just goes out and she opens up a business, right? Okay, great. You know, everybody else would applaud her. Yeah, go out, open up a business. No, the entire black community, like by Greenlaw, Tupac, uh, is out there all up in arms because how dare this blonde Australian white woman open a sushi restaurant? Mm-hmm. She can't. She, um, she she can't do that. Only women of color are allowed to open restaurants. No, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the decolonization thing is interesting because most people don't have the intellectual honesty to look at some like just before and after photos. What did Baghdad look like prior to British uh, colonialism? I mean, it looked like uh, well, people uh, humping camels. Okay, a civilization was built there under British rule. In the 1970s, it was like a tourist mecca. The 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 women were uh, modestly dressed, but not like in hajibs, head to toe. Um, it looked like yeah. an it looked like an Arab nation, but it was safe and free, and you could fly there, and you could vacation in the Middle East. You could go to Baghdad. It was banging. Then the Brits pulled out, and the eighth century thug uh, Muzzies took over, and then it looked like it, it looked like. When I was there, when you were there, when what, you know, so there you go. There's, there's your example of the before and after some cultures are just not good cultures. We have this, this cultural multiculturalist uh, mindset that says that they're all equally the same and none are superior than any others. That's just not true. Christian culture is superior. It's the superlative culture, and it must dominate. Period. And 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 backwards pagan cultures must be destroyed. They morally must be destroyed. Those people must be dominated and and uh, and 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 ruled in a certain way. Look, the uh, one final thought. I'll t- kick this over to you, Trad Pat, joining us here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio, the way it should be. We uh, we have never seen. The, just take the the mind of the Middle Eastern male. 
he cannot exist in a quote-unquote free society. Doesn't know what to do with himself. Has no self-control. Uh, completely irascible. Completely intemperate. Must be ruled with an iron fist. Cannot, cannot, democracy cannot work for that type of male. For that type of person. Where, where's the lie in that? Why can't we say that in polite society? Some people aren't worthy of freedom. Uh, no, they're, they're not. I mean, you, you look at history, right? And, and you always look toward history and you, and you find like the, the nuggets of truth in history. Of course, the, the, the parts that they try to suppress are usually the ones that are most, uh, honest about the, the history of the world. You know, the Crusades wasn't started as a, as a holy war or jihad or anything like that, contrary to popular belief uh, in that misconception. They were started as just a way to protect the uh, innocent pilgrims who would, you know, travel for, you know, thousands of miles to go to the Holy Land and pilgrimage there, uh, pilgrimage there and, and, and visit the holy sites. Uh, and they were getting robbed and raped and, and all these things by the, by the Muslims. And so... You know, that's what really started the quote-unquote crusades was just this thing was like, hey, these people are, are, you know, they're backward, barbarian type, you know, they're out here raping and robbing, um, and it's just disgusting. But the reality of of the Middle East is, is it has become like an animal that was... In a cage, like you said, you know, during French colonial rule or or Italian rule, when you look at places like Mogadishu or Somalia uh, uh, or Ethiopia that were under Italian rule, looked like you know had palatial palaces. They were beautiful, and and of course the idea is the idea is well, the colonialists came along and they did all this stuff and they had these beautiful buildings and stuff, but but the average uh, you know uh, normal inhabitant, the native, uh, still lived in uh, it, it wasn't true that they lived in abject poverty or anything like that under the uh, colonial rule of Europe. Uh, It was that they chose to never there were many in these areas, whether it be India the Middle East or Africa, there were many who chose to say hey, I like the way these white dudes are living. I want to be like them. And they they changed their, their lifestyle and they changed how their habits were and everything like that. And they did live in nice buildings. They weren't kept uh, in these other things, but but the majority of them decided not to. And even here in America today, you know, we use a term like America, we're colonizers. Uh, well, I hate to break the news to you, but nobody's a Native American. Uh, even the Indians came from somewhere else. They came across the land bridge from Asia. Uh, it is a proven fact. Um so nobody was a quote unquote Native American, but even here in America, where they, you know they they say you know this is the land of colonialism, uh, you know you you see this you see it more today than probably any other time. The only other time I could say that was like the last couple of years we're living in America was the late sixties. Um, and no, I'm not old enough to remember that. It seems like uh, I, 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 uh, close, close, <laughs> but close, you remember but the moonshot. You were there. I, I was not. You actually um, think that we went to the moon. Anyway, keep going. I can shut up. Um, <laughs> but, um, 
is the 1960s. You know, you had you had the you know the rise of the the Black Liberation Army. The uh, actually it was called the Black Liberation Movement, which is where BLM today got their name. Which of course these are all federal agencies, um, but. You had the rise of these people. They were, they were shooting cops. You know, there was like this whole thing in the sixties where it was like, Oh, we got to go out and shoot the cops, right? We got to kill the pigs and we got to, we got to, uh, turn against society and we got to overturn the colonialists. And, and who led these movements? Bernadine Dorn. Yeah. Uh, Bill Ayers. Uh, very, very prominent, rich white people. Um, uh, who, who, you know, basically were led by the idea of communism, which was the, the greatest evil of evils is communism uh, because it perpetuates itself in this idea of equality. Uh, equality, uh, which is like the American buzzword today, right? We use equality and equity and all these other terms. In reality, you know, and you relate this to, to what's going on in the desert, nobody's equal. Nobody's equal, and, and I like, I argue with Catholics. And they go, everybody's equal. Look up in the Bible. Well, you 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 don't understand how to read. You have the reading comprehension skills of a four year old. Um, equality in the Bible means equality in in your when you go up and see God. God will judge you all equally, right? Uh, not that you are equal as people. Uh, you know, I've often used the the. the the comparison. If everybody was equal, why isn't everybody a doctor? Why isn't everybody a genius? Why isn't everybody good looking? Why isn't everybody skinny? You know, the reality is, is that you're not equal. You don't have equal ability. If we did, we'd all be football players or soccer players or, you know, we'd all be able to do that because we'd have the same abilities. We'd all be, you know, musicians, composers, but we're not. And that's, and that's when you look at the Middle East and you say, Everybody wants to move to this idea. And, and realistically look at it. Who wins in this? Israel gets the expanded border into Gaza, builds up, you know, that whole area, and uh, America and Europe get, you know, whatever it is, 1.3 million refugees to, to uh, you know, split amongst us. And we get places like uh, Michigan, where uh, uh, an elderly white guy is just, driving to work or whatever one day, minding his own business, you know, and, you know, gets accosted almost Rodney King style uh, by a pack of rabid Palestinians and, and moronic white people uh, protesting with, with Palestinians. Look, here's the thing. You, you can hate Israel all you want, but if you think the Palestinian Muslim is your buddy, your ally, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Um, you're sadly mistaken. And, and you're just setting yourself up for the, for the same type of, of abusive relationship that, you know, the, the, the average conservative has by siding with Israel. They're both not your friend. And I said this many, many times. The enemy of your enemy is not your friend. The enemy of your enemy has a temporary allegiance with you. And when, and when, they, when, when you win and your back is turned, he's going to stab you in your back. This is, a, this is a lesson we have failed to learn when we allied with Joseph Stalin. The United yeah. States allied with Joseph Stalin, the worst man in the last thousand years, was our, was our ally. And, and, and arguably, him and Russia lost with Afghanistan, too. 
because the, the reality of the situation is, is you can't go back in, you know, when you, when you gave up the rule and, and I think you can go back in, but we don't have an appetite for going in the way that we'd have to go in, you know, in order to win a war and to take over a nation, you have to be brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, do. you have to you have to have the mindset of the crusader, the Viking, the 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 you know, you know almost the berserker mentality. I'm going to go in and I'm going to completely decimate you, and I'm going to take you over, and you're now going to and 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 that's the reality, right? That's just how it is. You know, you talk about how Afghanistan at one point was in Baghdad and all these places were beautiful, and they were. But it, it was the mob mentality when the mob went into the Las Vegas, right? And the, the mafia goes into Las Vegas and they're like, Whoop, just going to take this over completely and rule it. And they have, and they still do, and they make millions. But it's another great point, right? Where we are in America today. Do you know America was better off when the mafia was around and was running the major cities? This is a proven fact. A proven fact. You, you would have a Sicilian get on the Paratalk program and come up with the most obscure Italian um, uh, yeah. col- colonial uh, examples of Mogadishu and then endorse the mob. I mean, the, that that would happen on this Tuesday morning. <laughs> I, I absolutely endorse the mob, and I'll tell you why. Absolutely proven that when places like New York City were under mob rule, petty crime... And property theft was almost non-existent. They they didn't stand for that, and and they had this mindset. There's a great part in the movie Goodfellas where they're watching this this particular diversity candidate um, at the beginning of the movie, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this guy's suspicious, right?" And he and he snatches a woman's purse. Well, they chase him down, they bring him up to the sixth floor of the building and toss him off. Then take the purse and give it back to the woman. Um, you know, and so it's it's this mindset that you know you have to protect what is yours, and and that that was what they had. But we also had that as a nation. We've forgotten that. You know, we used to protect our towns and our communities. We used to have neighborhood watches and all these other things. Now it's like it's it's a racist. You can't have a neighborhood watch. You're going to go after that black guy, aren't you? Um, well, it's a white neighborhood. It's two o'clock in the morning and he's wearing a hoodie. We have no, Uh, we have no allegiance, uh, to our towns or our communities anymore. No roots where we just move around where we don't, we don't plant ourselves. We don't know our neighbors. Trad Patrick joining us. You are, you know, call in at at any time. You know, you, I, I know you randomly call in the morning just to see if you can sneak on the show. I know, I know what you're trying to do. I I actually called to talk to you about it. Now I I can't even talk to you about it because we're on. (laughs) We can talk about it in the open. No secrets. Trad Patrick joining us. Thank you so much for calling in. I will call you back after this, by the way, but. We have the the outro music is playing. Can you hear it? The outro music is playing. <laughs> Thanks for joining, buddy. Uh, this is the Crusade Channel. This is live talk radio the way it should be. Paratalk, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your extended version today. Man, this was a long episode, but I hope you have enjoyed it. Great talking to you. I'll see you Wednesday. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.
This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com.